Do you ever feel like no matter how much you diet, cut calories, or work out, your body always seems to go back to a specific weight? Maybe you're like many of my current clients who came to me tired of yo-yo dieting, the same 10 to 30 pounds with no avail, feeling frustrated and defeated, ready to throw in the towel and maybe accept that your body is the way it's going to be and give up on your goals? Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not your fault and it may be your biology working against you. That's what I want to unpack on today's episode. Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about what is your set point weight. So what is set point weight? Basically, your set point weight is the level of stored body fat that your body works to maintain by regulating your metabolism and hunger through your hormones, your genes, and your brain, no matter the number of calories you consume or how many calories you burn off. And quite frankly, this is something that I don't hear many health and fitness experts talking about. I don't know why, because it's very important. And if we understood set point a little bit more, we would know why the fact that we keep on losing and regaining the same amount of weight isn't our faults, and we would know what we need to do to fix it, okay? So if your body set point is set on high, you might spend years stuck in the shame and the guilt cycle, wondering what is wrong with you? And why do I not have any willpower or why am I not motivated when in fact it's just your biology that's working against you? And the only way to truly burn fat and keep it off is to lower your set point. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about why the set point is elevated, the reasons why you might have a higher set point and what to do about it. Okay, so the set point system It's also known as the leptin system, okay? So if you're not familiar with leptin, it's a hormone that tells your brain that you are full and that you can stop eating. So it's secreted in your fat cells and it helps regulate your body weight. And if you look at the word leptin, it's actually derived from the Greek word leptos, which means thin. So if your leptin is working properly, it's easy to eat until you're satisfied and to not overeat. Now, if it's not then you never really get that signal from your brain. So if you've ever felt like you were a bottomless pit, you sit down to eat and you feel like this is a lot of food and I ate a lot, but I'm still hungry. It might be that you have issues with leptin and you're leptin resistant, which I'll talk about in a second here. But if you ever wondered how some people can eat half of their food and then claim to be stuffed and not eat anything until their next meal, it's probably because their leptin levels are optimized. And I'm laughing because I was just out at lunch with someone that had the same situation. She ordered a sandwich and I swear she took like three bites and then she was like, oh, I'm stuffed. I can't eat anymore. And I just like looked down at like my empty, I ordered some chicken salad without any bread. And I just looked down and I like ate it all. And I was like, this was like nothing. I'm still hungry. Now, I don't know. I'm sure my leptin might be not functioning well right now because I'm dealing with adrenal dysfunction, which I'll talk about in another 
episode, kind of my journey through that, that I'm working through right now, but it was just made me laugh. And I was like, okay, she's either making this up and she's like on purpose saying that she's stuck. But then when I really thought about it, I was like, or her leptin levels are probably working really well. And she probably truly is stuffed. Okay. Now you might think you're like, oh, leptin. Okay. How do I get me some more of this leptin? Where do I find leptin? Well, hold your horses because actually it works the opposite. The more leptin you have, you would think that the more you have, the easier it would be to lose weight because you'd feel hungrier or you'd feel fuller, right? You wouldn't be as hungry, but the opposite is true. Overweight people have too much leptin, which then leads to leptin resistance. Think about it kind of like insulin. We know that insulin, having it in the right amount is good and we want to have it and it has many benefits with muscles, creating muscles and all the things, but too much of it, causes insulin resistance where your body no longer gets the signals and it makes too much of it and it causes us diabetes and all sorts of problems. So it's the same with leptin and leptin resistance. So if you have too much, it's not a good thing because when you become leptin resistant, what happens is your brain now stops responding to leptin, which causes this increase in food intake Because again, if you're not, your brain is not giving you the signal that you're full, you're going to eat way more than you should, right? And way more than your body needs, which is going to lead to gaining even more weight. And it's really a vicious cycle. And of course, when it comes to leptin resistance, it's not like your body's telling you, you know, I'm still hungry and I'm not full. And you're like, oh, great. Let me just double up on my broccoli and let me get me some more of that chicken breast. No, you're going to search for the crap, right? You're going to search for the refined carbs, the refined sugars, the bad oils, the junk food, the processed food, and all of that stuff. So it's a vicious cycle, unfortunately. But you have to understand that you can fix this, right? There is a solution for this. And I'll talk about that here at the end of this podcast. So make sure that you stay till the end so you can find out the solutions. If this sounds like you and you're like, holy crap, What if I have an elevated set point and how do I fix it? So with this set point system and this leptin system, I want you to think of it as a thermostat, kind of like this thermostat in your home and how it regulates itself based on the temperature outside. So this system, this leptin set point system is going to stimulate or suppress your appetite and metabolism in response of how much fat it thinks you should store, kind of like the thermostat responding to the weather outside and regulating the temperature in your home. So when you lose fat, this lipostat, right, or this thermostat set point, we'll just call it like a lipostat, a fat thermostat, it engages responses that work to increase your energy intake, reduce energy expenditure, and regain the lost fat. So this is why it feels like your body fights you every step of the way when you are trying to lose weight, because it literally is fighting you. Your body does not want you to lose its precious fat stores. And if you have an elevated set point, your body's going to fight to hold on to every bit of that extra fat for its own survival. So why does this happen? What causes elevated set points? What causes you to over the years keep gaining and gaining and gaining weight and getting to the point where now you're like, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but you look back and you're like, I wish back then when I thought that I was fat, I would look now and be like, you're actually not fat because I wish I was what I weighed when I thought I was actually fat. Do you ever get that situation or is it just me, right? Looking back and thinking, 
just about the number about like, okay, this is my threshold. I will never go over this. If I go over this, I'm in trouble. This is like my maximum threshold where I know if I go over this, I really need to hunker down, right? And then over the years, that number kind of like titrates up a little, goes up. And before you know it, you're at this number that's like appalling to you that 10, 20 years ago, you would have a heart attack if you ever knew that you weigh that much. And that's kind of what I'm experiencing right now because over the years, your set point slowly kind of increases and increases the more these issues come up. So this is what elevates set point. There's really three main things that elevates your set point and causes you to gain weight over the years. And then no matter how much you lose, you end up at the same weight, okay? And number one is yo-yo dieting. So the more that you yo-yo diet, the higher your set point gets because your body adapts to the amount of calories you consume, right? So you go on a diet, let's say you used to be, you used to eat 2000 calories and now you go down to 1400. So your body now adapts called metabolic adaptation to the 1400 and it only functions now with the 1400. And then once you go back to eating normally or you stop the diet or let's say you lose the weight and so you go back to eating the 2000, since your metabolism now adapted to that 1400, it's functioning based on that lower calorie amount. And so when you eat the 2000, you put on that weight much faster. And each time you do this, your set point weight gets higher. Okay. And there actually has been studies done that have shown that people who yo-yo diet burn less calories at rest, which is your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, than non-starved people who weigh less. Okay. And so to explain this to you, technically the more that you weigh, the higher your BMR is because obviously your body has to, it takes more energy to be able to move a heavier body to do things throughout the day just because you have more weight on you, your organs are bigger, all the things, right? So your BMR should be higher. However, they studied people that yo-yo dieted and what happened was they were burning less calories at rest, BMR, than people that weighed less than them that have never dieted or people just that are normally, you know, thin average people. And that is scary. So that is the number one reason why your set point might be elevated, your set point weight, okay? The second reason is similar to yo-yo dieting, but it's a little different, and that is calorie restriction for too long. So cutting calories too low for too long. So we know your body needs fat to survive, okay? And when you go on a starvation diet, which is basically what you're doing, if you're eating 1,200 calories a day or less, or even 1,300, 1,400, it all depends on, you know, your, how tall you are, your age and all those things. But your body sees that amount as starvation. And what happens is it signals your brain that there's a crisis, okay? Like we're starving here. Oh my gosh, what's happening? We're not gonna survive. There's so much little energy coming in. Your body thinks, okay, we're like in a famine state. And what does it do? Well, the number one goal for your body is survival and homeostasis. So it does what it's supposed to do. It signals your brain that we need to burn less calories, okay? And not only do we need to burn less calories, now the calories we do get in, let's just store them in fat as fat just in case. Because we don't know if we're going to get food because she's just eating like nothing here. She's given us not even a minimal amount to obtain all our nutrients and minerals and vitamins that we need, right? So this is exactly what happened with most of the participants in the Biggest Loser show. 
So if you follow The Biggest Loser, if you ever watched The Biggest Loser, you know, I grew up watching The Biggest Loser and it was fascinating to me. And I remember going on there and like rooting for them and just getting all excited and anxious when they step on the scale. And then, you know, seeing some of them like lose 10 pounds in a week and eight pounds in a week. And I'm like so impressed by that. And then someone like stepped on the scale and they lost like a pound or two pounds. And I'd be like, boo, you suck. When knowing what I know now, it's really the ones that lost the least amount of weight that probably maintain it more than the eight, nine, 10 pounders. But do you ever wonder why they never do a Biggest Loser reunion show? Do you ever think about that? Have you ever seen, because they do reunion shows for other types of shows. You've never seen it for The Biggest Loser. And why is that? That's because most of the participants gain all of their weight Researchers from the National Institutes of Health followed 14 former Biggest Loser contestants over the course of six years. And what they found was that the participants have gained most of the weight that they lost on the show, and some of them even put on even more weight. Why? Why did this happen? That's because they cut calories so low while they were on the show, and they burned so many calories through all the crazy workouts hours a day that it elevated their body set point weight and basically put their body in starvation mode. So when they went back to normal eating and their normal lives, their bodies put on everything that they were eating, got stored as fat because their metabolism decreased so much, okay? So this is why long-term calorie restriction can actually make you gain more weight over time and it will make you gain more weight and actually creep up your weight to the point that no matter how little you eat, you're not gonna be able to lose the weight, okay? So if you ever felt like, doesn't matter how many calories I consume, I could be eating 500 calories a day and I can't seem to lose weight, this might be why. The third thing that causes an elevated set point is going to be hormonal imbalances. So I talk about hormones a lot on the show. My program, BSB Tribe, focuses a lot on hormones and I cover all the hormones in detail. My carb cycling program also covers specific hormones that you can, that work better and with carb cycling types of eating as far as balancing them and doing, regulating them and all the things. But if your hormones aren't balanced, your body can't respond to them, to hormones properly. So they're not carrying out the signals and the messages that they're supposed to carry out in a way to function well that allows your body to burn fat, feel full, decrease cravings, and have a faster metabolism. They're pretty much not being able to perform their task, right? So hormones are, they're like messengers in our bodies and they send signals to do different things and every hormone has different roles. And so if they're not balanced, then they're not able to send these signals and function properly. So think of it as like these hormones almost become clogged, kind of like clogged sink for all you ladies out there that have hair and then it magically appears in the sink. You don't even know why. And then you start using the sink and then the water is just sitting there and it doesn't drain. And then your husband, comes by and gives you a dirty look because he's like, you clogged this sink again? Like, what are you doing in there? And you're just like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. So your body, your hormones get clogged. And until the clog is fixed, the water is always going to be sitting in the sink and it's going to be draining slowly. So it's kind of like with your hormones, they're not going to function well. They're going to get clogged up and they're going to cause the set point to be elevated. 
Okay. However, here's the good news about all of this. We can change our set point through our diet and our lifestyle choices. So let's talk about some quick tips to lower your body set point. And then I'll talk about how you can get more help if you really want to dive into this and get more personalized help with this. Okay. So the number one thing that you can do to lower your body set point is going to be consuming a diet that focuses on high quality foods. So eating refined carbs, sugar, and processed foods have been shown to elevate set point weight. Whereas eating real food, whole food, you know, food that's from nature with minimal ingredients has been shown to decrease set point weight. And this has been actually studied in a study in 2000, okay, done on rats. Oh, one day rats being doing studies, wouldn't that be a fun thing to see? So that's the first thing that you could do to lower your body's set point. The second thing is going to be to avoid cutting calories too low. So obviously I already talked about the calorie thing, but when you cut calories too low, you trigger your body's lipostat alarm. So it kind of goes off like, hey, we're in survival mode. We're in starvation mode. And since the body always wants that homeostasis, it wants to stay in balance. It creates a demand for more food and starts burning fewer calories. So the point here is that cutting calories long term leads to a slower metabolism and makes you hungrier. You'll also want to make sure that you are regulating your hormones. So if your hormones aren't functioning properly, your body cannot respond to the signals from your hormones. They're not getting the signals that enable you to burn fat automatically as a normal human body should. Okay. So again, hormones, there's so much that go into it and there's so many questions and follow-up questions. Well, how do I know if my hormones aren't balanced and how can I do testing and all of that? And I cover all of this in my program, BSB Tribe. And I go through all the hormones that are related to fat loss and weight gain and all of these issues. And I tell you how to tell the signs and symptoms of maybe you have a hormone imbalance, how to test for them. And then I give you a step-by-step protocol of how to regulate that hormone. So if you're interested in that and you think that you might have issues with your hormones, I highly recommend that you join the waitlist for that program. That's a holistic, clean, keto lifestyle type of program that guides through the four steps of losing weight and keeping it off. And you can go to bsbtribe.com forward slash waitlist to get on that waitlist so you can start regulating your hormones, okay? And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And then the last thing that you can consider doing, and this is something that depends on what hormones are clogged, but you can cycle carbs, okay? Especially if you are following a ketogenic diet, cycling carbs will help you regulate some of those hormones and unclog that and get your body set point down. So it's going to happen because in this, with carb cycling, you have different states where you're putting your body anabolic state, which is building up on the carb cycling days, and then you're also having those keto days to help with that insulin and those hormones that kind of help your blood sugar stay stable and allow your body to not store everything that you eat as fat. And those are the catabolic days. So having those those different days kind of helps your body not adapt. So you're not reaching that metabolic adaptation. You're not cutting calories too low. Your body's not getting used to one way or burning just one fuel, okay? And so carb cycling, I would say that if you're not diabetic, the carb cycling is probably gonna be a great option for you if you do feel like you have issues with your set point weight. So if you have anything with your adrenals, the cortisol, 
HPA access irregularities, thyroid issues, if you have issues around your period, PMS, carb cycling is going to be a great way of eating for you to get those hormones balanced and to get that set point down. However, if you are insulin resistant and you have diabetes, I highly recommend that you stick more to low-carb keto until you get that insulin down and then you can switch to carb cycling. And as far as carb cycling, if you want to learn more about carb cycling, I do recommend that you join the waitlist for my three-month coaching program, which is called CKCC. And it teaches you how to bring back carbs, how to eat more carbs, either on keto or after keto without gaining weight and being able to find that point where you are not depriving and restricting yourself and you're able to bring back some carbs into your way of eating, okay? And that is a coaching program. Right now, I'm in the middle of a cohort, but I will be opening doors here shortly and you'll wanna get on the wait list for that. I think we're gonna be opening doors again in April. So if you are interested in that, I will also put a link in that and that is bsbtribe.com forward slash ckcc and that's a three-month coaching program okay so that is about your set point and obviously there's more that goes into it but i wanted to do this episode because i feel like this is not something that many health wellness fitness people really talk about, but it's so important because if you feel like you keep on losing weight and then going back to a certain number, chances are that your set point weight is high and it's causing you to gain weight and stay at that weight. So again, I just want you to know that the reasons why your set point might be elevated is yo-yo dieting, cutting calories too low, and hormone imbalances. And if you want to start working on that set point, the easiest thing to start now is to eat a diet that focuses on high quality foods, avoid cutting calories too low, and work on regulating your hormones if you have any issues with that. Okay, so that's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to subscribe if you haven't yet subscribed to the show and please leave a review. It only takes a few minutes and it really helps me out. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Don't forget to tag me at BSB Tribe. If you want even more resources, make sure to go to www.bsbtribe.com and head on over to a private community on Facebook, Fit Mom Squad, so that you can get connected with other moms who are crushing their health goals. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Until next time, keep focused on your goals, mama.